Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. Hi, perhaps you recognize me. It's your favorite president. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. Studio C. It is Little Friday, dimly lit room, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And hey now, today we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Two of the leading lights of humanity, Jack. Michael Pence, Kamala Harris. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. What a, my apologies, a scintillating exchange of views. Oh my. All right, so uh, I guess we'll talk about that. But uh, So the breaking news at this hour, as they say, in order is... In de- order are... The Debate Commission... Am... What? The Debate Commission announced next week's presidential debate, a debate that act could actually matter. Right. Round two, Trump-Biden will be a virtual debate. Now, do we have a definition of what that would be? Why? Each of them uh, hooked up via laptop, I guess. Looking at it. Hi. Right. It'd be like, can you hear me? It'd be like the damn Zoom meeting. Your mute's on. No, your mute's on. I would guess. You're muted. More likely they would visit some TV studio and connect that way as opposed to just laptops. I would suspect so. One would hope. Yeah. Uh, But so, okay. And then so that was announced. And then shortly thereafter, Donald Trump tweeted and announced he will not participate in a virtual presidential debate. No. So I don't know where he is now. I mean, he's a negotiator. That could be, a, you know, round one of the negotiation, I suppose. It, it could. I wonder why they preemptively went to the backup, backup plan when every indication is that his health will be fine. Well, uh, I have a feeling the Biden campaign pushed hard for the idea. I think I think Trump's making a mistake. I, um. A virtual debate, you ha- you still have as much opportunity, even more opportunity, to do the only thing you can do, which is let freaking Biden talk himself into some old man cul-de-sac. Yes. And that Agreed. can happen just as easy, if not easier, on a virtual debate. Right. Biden alone in a room, just let him talk. I mean, it's just, I mean, right? I, 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 anyway. I'm speaking. On the other hand, uh, Biden could get booster shots of Adderall throughout the debate. Oh, right. Since he's not there in the room. We'll only see him from the head up. He could right. have, He could be bare-bottomed. Right. Like bent over. You're just seeing the top of his suit jacket. Right. And they're just jabbing him with whatever drug that is. Well, he could have an IV going. <laughs> throughout you know? the entire debate to yeah. keep him alert and everything. Exactly. Anyway, so that's quite a development. I have a feeling it's a negotiation and they'll end up somewhere. But We shall see. Were I Donald J. Trump or his campaign, I would be in his ear. And, and you know, granted, it's kind of tough to get him to listen sometimes. I would be telling him, we need the debate. Yeah. We need the debate. Right. So I was thinking last night. Um, or maybe he's holding out for the third one. Although with early voting and everything, that's just what I don't love that idea. You were given your uh, view of what it would if it were a football game, where it would be the other day. I was. I think it's uh, tougher. I think it, I think they're down fifteen with a couple of minutes to go in the game. Oh, 15, we're going to need a two point conversion. Yeah, fifteen is you need two 
touchdowns and the rare two point because it would be or his- five field goals. It would be an historic. <laughs> you talk about it forever comeback at this point. Um, it would have to be you know the sort of thing that just doesn't happen until now. Ball bounces weird. Yeah, until now. Yes, it's not just a we're a little behind. We're behind a couple of points, but uh, you know. Ball bounced our way. No, it would be have to be a historic, what did I just see sort of comeback at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah. Just looking at the polling. And, you know, last night's debate didn't move anything, so. No, not for this race so much, although there were a couple of uh, developments slash trends in the reaction to it I found uh, thought-provoking. This will not be the idiotic waste of your time that most Veep uh, debate recaps are. We will focus on the meaningful and or amusing I'll tell you the one the one thing and not pretend things are important that aren't the most well these debates aren't as important as the media wants them to be or are they they aren't but um <clears throat> the uh, the thing that stands out to me since you get to do social media now you know I used to watch debates and I had to assume what people thought and maybe I'd see a couple of pundits but now you know with social media yeah. I can take in as many uh, points of view on things as I want yeah it's, you know um but everybody sees their person as being interrupted and their person only interrupts to straighten out lies. I'm speaking. And the other person is a dominating, you know, uh, unfair debater when they interrupt. And everybody has uses exactly the same language, but it's for their person. I found that really interesting. Uh, You know, whether it's uh, Kamala Harris only interrupts to stop his lies, but he just will not let her talk. And then the exact reverse (laughs) for Pence, depending on your point of view going in. I had a a line prepared that I was up all night writing essays. Um, (laughs) My analysis of uh, each side and how they viewed their guy or gal and how they did. The Republican essay is as follows. This is going to take some time. Our guy did great. Now let me read you the Democrat essay. Our gal did great. And so it ends. <laughs> they both scored points. But, uh, uh, look, lady, lady, it's lady. It's the Armstrong and Getty show, not the Armstrong and Getty and Harris show, baby. I'm, oh, that was so sexist. Oh, uh, mansplaining. I am so mansplaining. sorry I lost my, I, I'm, I, mm, maybe my white privilege, I don't know. Here, here, I'll give you one good example, and then we'll uh, we'll get on. Um, so I watched two different channels. I was watching a uh, Trump hating channel and a uh, Trump liking channel. When the, there's only one, when they uh, of those, when they announced the news that Kamala Harris had more speaking time than Mike Pence did, and both crowds seemed surprised by that. Said it seemed like Pence had more, but she actually had more. But their interpretation was different. So on on the one channel, they said, "Boy, the fact that it." Felt like Pence had more time shows that he really was, you know, coming off as domineering and mansplaining and interrupting. The fact that he actually had less time, but it felt like more. Other channel, complete. The fact that he actually had less time, uh, but it felt like he had more just shows how succinct and to the point he was on Mm, all his answers. Very pithy. There's a perfect example of just, you, you know. Everybody's a spinster Blue now. dress, gold dress. Yeah. Well, you go in with with such an attitude. I went with it an attitude. I went in. I went into the debate hating Kamala Harris. I hate her. I think she's an awful person. Mm-hmm. So I'm I went speaking. In, I went into the debate that way. So I'm not going to see her interruptions as you know fact checking, charming. Yeah, it's patriotic and being assertive against a man who's bullying her. That's just not the way I'm going to feel. Right. So what are you going to do?
Well, I'm speaking. Let's uh, yeah. introduce everybody on the squad. There's a board operator there, board, uh, Michelangelo, who's getting married in just a couple of days. So you can get count down the hours at this point. How are you yep. this morning, Michael? Three days. You can put the little thing in the uh, TV screen where they have the countdown yes. clock. You know? <laughs> 71 hours to Michelangelo's marriage. picked up the tux yesterday. I tried it on. The shirt was a little bit too tight, so uh, I got to get a new shirt. Have you gained weight since you got measured? Uh, no, no, I haven't. No. It was around the neck, actually. Well, has your neck gotten bigger since you got measured? <laughs> Yeah, uh, like he possible. measures his neck every day. Leave the poor boy alone. He's he's heading for the altar. He's already <laughs> nervous. <laughs> yeah, I've never put a tux on, and I didn't realize You've how... You've never had a tux on in your whole life. Tux wow. On. I didn't realize how complicated it was uh, to put it, on. It's ridiculous. Oh, it I is thought, a oh, vestige is really of a vanished age. Yeah. Really I like wearing a tux. I do, too. I look good in it. Everybody looks good in a tux. It does make a fellow look snazzy. You look good. Yeah. Part of it is it's custom fit. Custom fit clothes you just look better in. Uh, you know... 99% of us wear stuff off the rack that's designed for everybody roughly your size, and that's not the same same look. Well, as you know, I got my tux off a guy who uh, was passed out hammered at an event I was at. Mm. I stripped him nude and took his tux. Oh, that's right. You own a tux. You're, yes. that, you're that kind of person. I am. Yeah. <laughs> and it is, at this point, terribly ill-fitting. I go to various warehouses staffed largely by men. Yes, me too. And uh, yeah, me too. I may have gone there too. Yeah. Psst, yeah. Hey, you. <laughs> Nor I can get a tux. Now, I'm expecting my neck to expand in size before my event, so can you allow a little extra? Do you have anything with a spandex <clears throat> neck? Not enough elastic on tuxes. Yeah, amen to that. Um, there is Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well, although slightly a sad day as... Uh, well, I, I last weekend I, I did one of my usual uh, weekend baking of bacon to uh, to last me throughout the week, and I guess my impulse control was just off because I ran out today. Mm, I was all ate out. too much. I ate too much. I mean, ate too much. It was all great. It all went sure. to good use. But uh, but yeah, I, I need to be more disciplined. I don't know if I was just stress eating from the debates or or what. But uh, bacon rationing. Yeah, yeah. I need to I need to reassess my 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 plan here. Stress eating bacon. We eat a lot of bacon at our house. One, uh, it's one of the things that everybody likes, and two, we're gluten free, so that works there. But man, the the difference in which bacon you buy, mm. the, the fact that people just say bacon. As opposed to a certain brand of bacon, because um, we go to different stores and uh, with the meat supplies, what they are, such a huge difference. I mean, it's it's like a different food, practically. If you're a person whom the vid has not laid low and you have a few extra dollars, go to the butcher counter. Hmm. If we're talking a grocery store, mm-hmm. get that thick sliced, you know, to the premium bacon. Oh, yeah, my kids didn't so like the good. butcher bacon. So really? Yeah. But kids, there's, kids these days, soft. There's, there's one of them, the Farmer Johns are the one of them that is just so much better than the other one that's there in the case. You ever get the peppered bacon, Sean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's good stuff. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, October 8th of the year 2020. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. You know, I hate to get overly philosophical on you, but, you know, someday I will pass, Jack. Uh, uh, this too must pass. All of us do. And if anybody remembered me as ecstatically as I remember the pig who died when I eat his bacon. Yeah, no kidding. I will have lived a life worth living. No kidding. Somebody, oh, Joe was such a great dude. Oh, my God, he was great. Oh, so great. Oh. I mean, come on. All right, let's begin the show officially now. According to FCC rules and regulations, here we go at Mark. Uh, But I'm not going to do a virtual debate. So you're not so, Mr. President, you're not going to do it because the CPD, the Commission on Presidential Debates, announcing this morning uh, that the second presidential debate will be virtual. Are you saying you're not going to participate? 
No, I'm not going to waste my time on a virtual debate. That's not what debating's all about. You sit behind a computer and do a debate. It's ridiculous. And then they cut you off whenever they want. Come on. <laughs> so is he honestly concerned that he won't be able to interject as much as he wants? I got that idea. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Um, I, I wonder, is he not hearing any of the people on Fox say the mistake is bailing Biden out of a going nowhere sentence about a policy most Americans don't like. Why don't we dig deep into his strategy, Jack, and what it ought to be after a brief break? How does mailbag look? Oh, it's just fabulous. Probably won awards. <laughs> well, the Nobel There's Prize for this? Nobel Prize for Literature came out today. So maybe you can qualify for next Snubbed year. again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a lot on the way. I hope you can stay here. Armstrong and Getty. If you didn't watch the debate, a fly landed on Mike Pence's face at one point, and according to the Washington Washington Post, the fly was on his head for two solid minutes. It was. Two two minutes? Yes. 120 seconds. That's a long time. Yes. The fly perfectly black against the perfectly white hair of Michael R. Pence. And um, uh, the fly had its own Twitter account within seconds. Yep. And has been tweeting. (laughs) Not surprisingly. Mm Mm-hmm. Luckily, the fly was not very distracting. I mean, it was no more distracting than this sound through the entire show would be. Mailbag. Hey, oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say you're considering taking a hayride. Please stand down immediately. It's far too dangerous. Do not take a hayride until you hear the chilling story uh, we're about to tell you. Was the fly a Chinese drone? Well, yes. We'll look into that. Our freedom-loving quote of the day sent along by Justin in Cal Unicornia. From, from <laughs> he says, the late, great Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> which is a, a very funny comment if you know the context. Quote, democracy is two wolves and a lamb voting on what they are going to have for lunch. Democracy, two wolves and a lamb voting. Liberty is a well-armed lamb contesting the vote. Oh, Amen to that, Ben. Ben boy. Thanks for the postal service, too. Fabulous. Is that a QAnon conspiracy or something? No, that's Ben friggin' Franklin. Okay. You, you stand down over there. Steve says, today's general manager, let it be the debate fly, please. No, Steve. Eric, the fly chose pants. Even filthy invertebrates know the winning ticket. <laughs> that's my favorite one. Wow. This from Jennifer. That fly, though. Oh, to be a fly on the hair of Mike Pence. Did anyone else stop paying attention when the fly made its soft touchdown in the soft white cloud known as Mike Pence's hair? Not anonymous Jennifer, refugee from California, Copia to the great land of Tennessee, but still a loyal fan, fan of Armstrong and Getty. Thank you, of course. Well, we're nation wide these days. We're on Jennifer. in Memphis. We are. Yeah. What a great honor. Terrific. Working with some really nice people there, too. Here's a BJ's female spin on the Veep debate. Ashamed to be a woman. Two biatches on stage. Horrible. Had to turn it off. So please what? do a good review for us embarrassed females. Thanks, guys. What was that? She found a boat to women's hard to take. I'll be older. I'm guessing you went in with a 
point of view to start with, though. Yeah, it's possible. You know, the women on the Trump hating channels, where every woman knows what it's like to have to deal with that guy in a meeting. So I think every woman in America agrees that blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Unless and we, you went in as a woman not liking Kamala Harris. Right. And the uh, the phrase, the word mansplaining was uh, was quite clearly the phrase of the day for Trump hating media. Kamala Harris. Whatever Kamala, that means. Kamala Harris <laughs> clearly won the debate, and I'll explain why. Oh, Lord. Mr. Oh. Vice President, I'm speaking. Uh, let's see. Oh, I, I read this from John. Um partly because we received a number of emails on this uh, of this sort and a bunch of my friends via text were uh, watching the debate and, and, and texting back and forth and the rest of it, and I heard this sentiment expressed several times. Uh, guys, after that debate, how many Republicans would like to see Mike uh, Pence uh, tag in for Trump out front running plays with the clock running down? At least sub in for the next debate and move the ball forward while the tornado fully recovers. People preferred... Pence's debate performance to Trump thought it was much more clear and persuasive and that sort of thing. But uh, again, eye of the beholder. Last night was the all time eye of the beholder activity. I like Pence's substance, but I can't handle that style of political speaking that uh, I heard people say was a flashback to 2012, back when you know all politicians talked like that and have forever. Just that cadence, and I'll tell you what, the American Jack, people, the American I just American people, that style of speaking just drives me nuts. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. With regard to banning fracking, I just recommend that people look at the record. You yourself said repeatedly that you would ban fracking. You were the first Senate co-sponsor of the Green New Deal. And while Joe Biden denied the Green New Deal, Susan, thank you for pointing out the Green New Deal is on their campaign website. And as USA Today said, it's essentially the same plan as you co-sponsored with AOC when she submitted it in the Senate. We have our own deal, Kamala Harris went on to say. Joe Biden's got his own deals. Mm. Anyway, a um, bunch to talk about. The headline right now is uh, the debate commission said next week's debate between Trump and Biden is going to be a virtual debate. And Trump came out and said, I'm not doing it then. I'm not doing a virtual debate. So we'll see how that uh, plays out. I'm guessing there'll be updates on that during our show today. Yeah, and it is not unprecedented that the president would say something off the cuff, uh, perhaps fired up, and then his Advisors get in his ear, and he uh, and he changes his stance a little later on in the day. We'll sure. have to see. Um, the reason I think Kamala Harris won the debate last night is uh, because you're a liberal. Is because what her her only goal for the campaign was. We're we're so far ahead. It's let's do the prevent defense at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. You tell your players give up forty yards of play. I don't care as long as you don't give up three touchdowns. We're going to win. So restate what your voters want to hear and don't cause any controversies. Don't make a headline tomorrow about right. we're going to pack the Supreme Court or we're in favor of the New Green Deal or whatever. Mm-hmm. Now on the other side of it. Um, I don't know why Pence and Trump just don't hammer this over and over again, because I think this could make a dent. No matter what they ask you, and they both did the thing where they answered whatever question they wanted to answer last night. Sure, of course. More than I think I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. You could be asked about China, and you would give an answer about COVID, and then you could be asked about COVID, and you'd give an answer about jobs, (laughs) whatever it is. Sure. But anyway... I don't know why Trump and Pence last night, no matter what you're asked, say, if the Democrats win, they're going to end the filibuster, they're going to pack 
the court. They're going to add states. They will change the country more in two years than this country has ever changed in two years since its founding. I would say that every single time. If you had jotted that down and put it in front of Pence, it would have been a huge win, I think. Uh, There were a, a number of talking points I kept waiting for to just hammer Kamala Harris with. When she told the rapist, I'm proud of you. Could have gone after her for that, man. Really weakened her support among women. Because she did that, literally, the alleged uh, rapist. She said, I'm proud of you. She's not proud of the victim. She's not proud of the cops who tried to arrest a rapist to protect women. She's proud of the rapist. I mean, that that could have been uh, devastating. And uh, and like you say, that that and, and the Green New Deal stuff, make it oh, yeah. clear there there's there's a problem with politicians that they operate at a lofty enough level and listen to their... Particularly senators. Yes, yeah. And, well, and and veeps, apparently. Um, They operate at a lofty enough level and their advisors are lofty enough that they lose the sense of what would work on the ground, in my opinion. And I think Pence, uh, who who is the master of the, the American people, are proud... Of the American people's pride. I mean, he's just—he's—he's he's very good at that when he needs it. Uh, I thought he needed to get down in the dirt and make clear. So what? The Green Deal. I've heard of the Green Deal. I like the idea of the environment being You're right. clean. You're right. So what? Ninety percent of Americans have no idea what the, the green, green New Deal is or why it's a bad idea. The Green Deal would end combustible uh, engine cars for instance, where we will no longer have gas-powered cars. Well, right, but even more broadly than that, it would wreck the economy. You would see unemployment at horrific levels. You would see, you would be living in a damned hut. Why if the, the green, and they didn't explain, the Green New Deal is huge socialism with an environmental aspect to it. It would restructure everything about America. It is a takeover of America. Yeah, well, it's huge. And and uh, again, on the whole filibuster thing, and maybe you'd have to explain that because most people don't understand what that is, but they would change the rules in the Senate so you could get anything through with 50 votes. If they have the presidency, the House, and the Senate, right. all those things you've been hearing about your whole life that didn't get through, gun laws, gun, you know, go as far as you want. It's politics. Right. Gun confiscation. Uh, whatever they want to teach in school, they'll teach in school. All these things will happen, and that wouldn't be harem scare because that's possible. Well, Not right. gun confiscation, but really strict gun laws that, that have never been possible before. Right, and you touched on a couple of other uh, examples of what I'm talking about. 90% Americans have no idea the significance of the filibuster. None. 90%. I had a, a friend who's a, a regular listener to the show. He said, you know, I don't exactly know what court packing is. What does that mean? It's very easy to get too hip for the room if the room is uh, tens of millions of American voters. You're right. And the fact that they never, the, 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 the Trump pen side never slows down to say that would be adding Supreme Court justice. So we currently have nine. Right. They would make it 12. All liberals. Then what do we do when we get elected? Pack it with three more conservatives? Then they do three more liberals or 20 more liberals. Do you see, folks? This would never end. It's a terrible idea. It's been nine for 150 years. Let's keep it at nine. And if you're a fan of history, I saw Jonah Goldberg pointed this out last night. He's absolutely right. If you're a fan of history, they always hang that around FDR's neck. As this is one example where he was way out of bounds, right. tried to pack the courts. I mean, his own party grabbed him by the scruff of the yeah. neck and said, too much. We've all been taught for 70 years that that was a horror that he wanted to do. That was, right. you know, a man out of control. And now it's on the table and you don't even have to answer the question in a debate. 
part of that is because Trump is disliked so much by the people who dislike him. Right. That you don't have to. You can win on just, I'm not that guy. Yeah. That's well, tough. And, uh, you know, my uh, we well, we have more clips we were going to play. I have more that I want to say about the debate because I thought it was, although it might not be terribly significant to this election, I think it, it showed a lot of things and communicated a lot of things that are worth being aware of about modern politics. Uh, what else were we going to play? Um, I want to hear that Mika Brzezinski fawning all over Kamala oh, Harris. Is that pretty good? The insufferable Mika Brzezinski. Why not? Clip 18. Oh, I thought Kamala Harris uh, was fabulous. And uh, she was disciplined. She was strong. Um, she kept a fine balance in terms of tone, which, you know, w- would be a challenge for any woman uh, debuting on the national stage like that as a vice presidential candidate. Um she was reality versus whatever was happening on the other side of the stage. And she really um, used every, every skill in her toolbox to, to deliver a clear, almost you know, near-perfect performance. She was right on, <laughs> spot on. A woman with a toolbox? <laughs> a near-perfect performance. I was Come watching, on now. I was one, watching one blue checkmark dude who, who tweeted out, that was a master class in debating from Kamala Harris. I'm actually awestruck with my mouth open. At the delivery, the thought, the... You probably ought to be in some sort of home. <laughs> Lighten up. The world's just a Rorschach test. <laughs> it people, is. people look at the same thing and they all take away different... Uh, <laughs> no, that's a house. I, I tell you what, Pence did a lot of dodging. Kamala did a lot of dodging and lying. Some of the main points she made in the, in the debate were, were, were lies. But little Mika... With her her, her, her her work on her neck and the rest of it, yeah, the president's talked about that. <laughs> Little Mika was right in that Kamala Harris was disciplined. She was like one of those game management quarterbacks who's not going to throw the 60-yard bomb, but she's probably not going to throw an interception no, either. She had a different job than Mike Pence did. Her job was don't screw this up. Well, in contrast to Mika's fawning, uh, falling along the party line analysis over on... Uh, Eclipse 17, we got Fox News, Hannity and Geraldo coming to blows. Uh, the, in, in terms of the specific issues, I, I think it's all about the oppression. I think that this was a tie. I think that Kamala uh, did oh, better no. on, obviously, oh, on COVID. Grief. Oh, come uh, let on. Me finish. Let me finish. Kamala did better on the $750 uh, uh, taxes he paid in uh, uh, you know, COVID, obviously. Uh, the vice president did better on almost everything else, stacking the court. Uh, she was rattled on China. The only time she was really uh, rattled. Uh, the, the vice president scored on the economy, on uh, taxes. Uh, Geraldo, although, uh, I don't know why the president know, and vice president on. haven't Geraldo, hit the you missed the lowest What debate did he watch? I don't know what debate you watched. What debate did he watch? Oh, God. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> I like the giggle. It's okay. I think the I'm talking is better for our purposes. So, the, Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. So, oh boy. So the, the the so much the Chinese drone that looked like a fly landed on Pence's head. Yeah, and a, Chairman Xi's spy drone. <laughs> odd use for it. I thought this was interesting from this person who's the Beijing correspondent from Daily Globe, whatever that is, but said that watching it in China, China censored Pence's comments on China. Signal returned when Harris began talking again. If that's true, um, and having watched the debate, that that would ring true. She said nothing critical of China. Nothing. Of course, she 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 was there to not make any headlines. Mm-hmm. That was her job. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you know, for people who thought she's too ambitious, she wants to be the president. To she, she just, she just protected the top of the ticket. They, uh, they, Susan, Susan, uh, Page? Uh, Page. Thank you. I almost said Susan Rice, who is a despicable human being. Susan Page did her best. A lot of people on the right didn't like the job she did. She did fine. It's an impossible task. Anyway, uh, Susan Page asked directly. So, uh, and I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, the Bodie are running with uh, like a crazy old guy. Is there I any know. line of succession plan or anything like that? Which is <laughs> not a good question. It's a very strange question. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've talked about it a lot. If he starts like going, <gasps> yeah, I'll get trained up on foreign policy. And if he goes, oh, well, then. <laughs> Obviously, I'll meet with the Joint Chiefs. Well, how are you going to answer that question? They both dodged it completely. I don't obviously. know. What, what's the question anyway? I mean, is, isn't it just a statement? The people ahead of you that are going to be president are really old. Chance of them dying is a lot higher. Anyway, back to foreign policy. I mean, because what's, what's the question? Well, and what could the answer be? I mean, you could ask them, uh, you're running with a guy who's as old as, the, the, as Major League Baseball. Uh, if he croaks, how would your administration be different? Uh, what's a, what are differences between you in terms of policy? Oh. And the answer would be a waste of time because the sure. answer would be, oh, Joe and I are lockstep into America's future. <laughs> right? Come on. <laughs> Quit wasting our time. <laughs> so I just, well, I, and, and again, there's more to say. We have some entertaining clips for you. Um, so does uh, Pence have pink eye? I don't think he has pink eye. I think he had one of those blood vessel things in his eye. I don't know. Bad time to get it. People are stupid. Twitter is stupid. Eyeballs are pink. We're not a serious people. We're we're heading off the cliff. Based on data so far, doctors believe that 1% to 3% of people with COVID will get conjunctivitis, oh, which boy. is pink eye. Pink eye. Yes. Uh, but but the, these two-thirds of people who get pink eye, they just got pink eye. Well, wait a minute. What was that percentage you one, gave? One to three percent. One to three percent. Oh. Yes. There you go. I think you need to repeat your junior high percentages class. Uh, I read the other day, 34 White House staffers and other contacts have been, what is other contacts, have been infected with the vid. Uh, the head of the White House Security Office, Creed Bailey, is reportedly gravely ill with the vid and is hospitalized. Um. So it is not beyond the realm of possibility that, that the Veep has the vid, although he gets tested like on the uh, on the hour every hour. So, and and the chances are vast that he will be fine anyway. Yeah. Did LeBron James say that the fly was attracted to Pence because he's S? Did he actually say that, or is I just probably see one it? of many people who said that? I, I didn't see it for sure, but that was a very common <laughs> uh, reaction. Yes, yes, it was. Jeez. Oh, Ah, boy. All right. The Internet's terrible. Netflix is being (laughs) prosecuted for their child porn movie. Have that story? Much more. Matt Taibbi's got a good piece out today about the the crackdown on QAnon and how uh, there's too much much cracking down on speech going on, which is kind of interesting. Amen, Matt. Um, So all this stuff on the way. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. There he is. Ah! <laughs> now, no 
events on the president's schedule today, and important to say, the White House. Yeah, especially from the... Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Raccoons, man. God, again, this is the second time. <laughs> I get the traps not working. Right? Hey, man. The raccoons came back. It always comes around right about when I'm going to go on TV. White House reporters on the White House lawn dealing with vicious raccoons. Mm, probably sent by China. Um, a little more on the debate next hour, I suppose, if you need that. It was revealing, Jack. It was interesting. If you say so. It was annoying. It revealed um, nothing and interested really, not me. Really annoying. Yeah. I tell you what, it's worth checking out at armstrongandgetty.com. We talked about this yesterday, the Great Barrington Declaration. Thousands of physicians, scientists of the highest levels uh, coming from right and left around the world to quote their own uh, declaration saying current lockdown policies are producing devastating effects on short and long-term public health. I wish that uh, Pence would have talked about this last night. A terrible burden. Yeah, no kidding. On children, especially on cardiovascular disease, cancer, mental health, it's been horrible. These are health experts saying the current lockdown policies are a disaster. Put together by a scientist. I follow the science. I follow the data. Do you? How about these guys from Oxford, Harvard, and Stanford who put together this list now signed by whatever 5,000 people? Right. That where we've gone overboard. Right. So, and and those and scientists. Interestingly, the liberal media in Britain, the BBC, is reporting on this, but the American media is ignoring it. It's something. We are so ill served by our media. A couple of things. Um, so Putin apparently, uh, oh, the Nobel Prize for Literature is out, given to an American. If you're into the Nobel Prize for Literature like I am, and I pay attention to it every year, and I always read at least one thing from whoever wins, and they're always great. Mm. I mean, great. Um, but they snub Americans a lot. There's been an anti-American bias for decades. Mm-hmm. But they gave it to an American, but it's a poet. <sighs> <laughs> so uh, this woman who was the poet laureate when Bush was president... Her name is Louise Gluck, and if you're into her, she won the Nobel Prize for Literature. Um, She's a poet who wants to be understood. I heard the quote from the chairman of the committee. Whatever that means. As opposed to poets who want to be so obscure, nobody knows what the hell they're talking about. (laughs) U.S. workers filed another 840,000 new jobless claims to get us to a total of 63 million. So that's hanging around about the same area now for several weeks. So that's, that's a lot. Anyway, um, some Olympic gymnast that apparently Vladimir Putin knocked up uh, uh, has disappeared. I was going to say that is a good way to find yourself in a beautiful dacha by the sea for the rest of your days or with a belly full of poison. You'd hope he didn't kill her. You certainly could just disappear. He's so wealthy. Surely it's that. Which? He just puts her somewhere to stay out of sight. Unless she's uh, somehow an annoyance to him. Yeah, it's hard to say. Keep the kid, ditch the gymnast. Awful. Who knows? He's a monster. He is a monster. Yeah. The NBA Finals with the Lakers and the Heat through four games have had the lowest ratings in the history of the NBA. Why is that is a good question. Uh, Is it? I don't know why it is. You would think we would need more entertainment. Game three had 5.9 million viewers. Now, is that one of those things where, you know, there were actually, the viewership was down for Trump-Biden debate. No way it was. 
No, no way that's true. Not a chance that's true. Fewer people watched on television, but... New media correspondent, positive, Sean, your thoughts? Yeah, I watched the debate similarly to how I watch uh, somewhere between 80 and 90% of the NBA games since really? they came back into the bubble, none of which would have counted on any sort of traditional ratings yeah. metric. It just is, It's an irrelevant number. Huh. That, that, I don't know as much about the people watching sports. I, I, I take in all my news practically through my phone somehow. But I haven't watched sports on my phone. How do you stream the NBA? NBATV.com, is it? Or? I, I, I go to sites that may or may not be. Uh, oh, easy. Don't. Is not to, another yeah. word. As your yeah. attorney, <laughs> I advise you to end that sentence. Entertainment purposes only. <laughs> right. I'm simply portraying what a hypothetical viewer like that might be doing. This right. will have an effect, Very good of though. You. What the ratings actually are, who knows? But this will have an effect because less than 6 million people saw the advertisements on ABC that. The ABC paid a hell of a lot of money for, mm-hmm. and uh, networks aren't going to care about having the rights to the NBA Finals because there's just no money. Because people, are, you know, I, I don't know how that's going to affect things. And the reason the players make so much is because the advertising is so much. Because you know, so it all it all adds together. Big picture, sports wise, I'm very interested interested to see what happens when the current round of TV contracts. Yeah, uh, no expire. kidding. No and kidding. Yeah, I I will tell you as a spokesman for old media, more more or less, at least partially old media. When the entire uh, finance uh, model of an industry changes, that industry changes. See and the newspaper be, industry. Right, sure, sports will be next. Yeah. Armstrong and Getty.